Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, short introductions. Most of you know Abe and I, Greg Carlson, uh, down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Of course, this is my great friend and business partner and great agent, Abe Sapa, also in Myrtle Beach. Um, and we you know, spend a lot of time on the, the Real Estate Sales Solutions um, Facebook page, as well as we do spend a lot of time, and I surely invest a lot of time in, in, in trying to push out quality content via my uh, Level Up podcast. Um, and today we want to talk about something that just, it just came up at like six or seven o'clock in the morning. I sent a post um, or I posted uh, something on Facebook page and it was very simple. It is, uh, what is your goal for today? What is your goal today? And, um, you know, my motivation was uh, when I posted that on the uh, Facebook page, uh, my motivation was to really, is for me to put myself out there state my goals, knowing that when I stated my goals out in the public forum, that, you know, there's a level of accountability that comes with that. So I was very specific. So if you saw the Facebook post, it says, what is your goal today? And then I um, listed my goal and I'll just go ahead and see, I'll read you my goals. I said, two listings taken, two reductions, review five uh, business plans, record one video. Hey, I'm recording a video right now. Record one podcast. Oh, I'm actually recording one podcast right now and help an agent break through. Okay, so those were my goals. Well, the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is I started looking at everyone else's goals. I started looking at, um, you know, what were other people posting? And, you know, I, I see here um, somebody posted need to list four cabins, negotiating competing offer, write up builder spec sheet for 10 new building or, or builds. That's cool very specific. Um, I saw here, get old leads in contact junkie. So, okay. I, I, I like that. Mm. Now this is where the conversation and my head started forming. It's like goals. Some people, when you ask their goals, they will give you something very specific, which can be measured. And some people, when you ask what their goals are, they give something that is not that specific and it's impossible to measure. So for somebody that says, get some old leads in contact junkie campaigns. Now that's fantastic, but how will you know? Is that one lead or 1,000, 1 million, 20? Like at the end of the day, how will you know? All you have to do is get two old leads into that CR or into that platform. And next thing you know, you can check it off your list or you could get 100 and, and say, gosh, I didn't, uh, and check it off your list. In other words, there's nothing measurable about it. And I wanted to talk about that because Abe, I noticed that it started with, you know, at one point that you put your goals on there. And then I chimed in and I said, can you be more specific? And can you say something that's measurable? And, and as I'm looking through the thread, there's plenty of people posting that they're not being specific and they're not setting goals that are measurable. And I want to talk about what's really going on. So first of all, Abe, sorry, I got long-winded as an introduction. <laughs> I wanted to set this up, but what are your thoughts on this? And let's go ahead and dive deep into it. 
Absolutely. I think it's a great topic, um, especially going into the new year right now. I think um, it's important for people to, to understand the process of goal setting and mm-hmm. how to really position themselves to actually achieve those goals. So yeah. I, I, I bet when you, when you posted that, my, my first reaction was, um, you know, I wanted to comment. And the first thing that came to my mind is what I put. So in hindsight, when you, when you followed up with the repeat question, um, it really got me thinking that, you know, my instinctual reaction was to just kind of post something that was vague. There was no thinking whatsoever behind it. Um, there wasn't a way, there was no intention of, of trying to avoid accountability, but subconsciously I put something that was really vague. And, yeah. And I'm, and I'm glad you, you followed up and, and asked me about it, which, which got me thinking about this whole process and, and, yeah. and I made it more specific. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. So okay. why, why is that? Why do you think our, our instinctual reaction is, is to come up with something that is not measurable? So, uh, you know, as usual, and, and anybody that uh, sees me on my podcast or, you know, uh, watches anything that I do on social media, I'm, I'm fairly straightforward <laughs> and, you know, don't pull many punches. I just, you know, say it how, how I feel it is. I don't know that I'm right or wrong, but I surely have an opinion. And, and, and I think it's very simple. I think that we as human beings are very afraid of three things. We're afraid of looking bad, we're afraid of looking stupid, and we're afraid somebody may feel like we have no integrity. See, when you actually say, I have a goal, my goal is to tie up some loose ends. My goal is to like put old leads in contact junkies. It's not measurable. So it, it, it passes the test of you stated a goal, it passes the test of looking good, but it stops right there. Because what, what's happening, and I think this is subconsciously, we subconsciously kind of get one foot out of the box, but we don't get both feet out of the box. Meaning we'll say something vague, but we strategically make sure it can't be measured so then nobody can judge us. See, when, you, when you're specific and measurable in your statement of your goal, then it's going to be judged. Now, I'm not saying judge that like people probably don't even care, Abe, about me and you. But the fear of being judged, if I say I'm going to get two listings and, um, and I only get one, well, we know because it's measurable, it's going to be judged. I mean, let's think of sports, okay? Um, let's think of the Olympics and think of gymnastics. There are judges that are going to judge every single move. They know that this one gymnast, they know the routine. They know the difficulty of the routine. They know on the floor exercise, she's going to do this, then this, and then this, and this, and this. And they judge every single move. It's very specific. The presentation is going to be very specific. And there's people judging that. Now, there's a lot of people that could not handle that stress and could not compete at that level because they couldn't handle being judged every single move. So when you put out a goal that's specific and measurable, it's judged. Not judged as people are looking for you to fail or looking for you to succeed. It's just you're putting yourself in a position to be judged, which means you could fail and you could succeed. So people know if they're specific, it's going to be judged. And if it's judged and they actually don't reach their goal, then they are perceived as failing failing that goal. Right. And that's what we're avoiding. So people that are sitting here making goals and they're not specific and measurable, they're really resisting putting themselves in a position to succeed or fail. And that is the exact thing 
that's keeping people from going to the next level. They're playing it too safe. I'll admit right now, I put on there, I was going to get two listings. One of the listings that I was going to get was a, an appointment that I canceled. And I knew it was a laydown, but I canceled the appointment for reasons that I feel were right. Um, I didn't feel like this was a perfect client for me to be working with. I am not going to get two listings today because I, I gave one of them back. Now, judge me all the way to the top because believe me, that's just part of the process. I'm going right. to set goals and I'm going to reach some of them. <clears throat> I'm going to set goals. I'm not going to reach some of them. And then I'll make it to the top. I'm not going to play it safe in my statements of the goals. Absolutely. I think everything you mentioned is, is right on point. Um, but we're talking about people that are instinctually or subconsciously said something that's vague, right? We're not talking about someone that's kind of being dodgy and saying, okay, I don't really yes. want to count it. Okay. So we, again, this is at, at the instinctual yes. level. Right. Yes, we're not talking about somebody being slimy. Like, what is your goal? Oh, I'll right. just tie up some loose. No, there's no sliminess. We're assuming everyone is completely sincere. And when they stated their goals, they really mean, they really meant for that to be their goals. I am only stating here that in order to really reach high levels, you have to take the risk of stating goals that can be, that are specific and can be measured. If they can't be measured, you don't know whether you were a success or a failure for that day. You don't know. You can't, you will never know if you, you can never say, I reached my goal. You could sit here and say, oh, I tied up a bunch of loose ends. Well, what did you tie? You know, what loose ends did you tie? And you could tell me 15 things and I could say, well, that's not enough. Like I, if you said there's five things that I've got to tie down, then I say, well, well, how'd you do? And you said, I tied them all down. Congratulations. Right. But when you say, I'm going to tie them down, well, tie who down, what, how much, that, that's just something that's not measurable. Absolutely. And, and again, so I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I just instinctively or instinctually, when you're in conversation with me and you know, you know this around my office, if somebody states a, a vague goal, I can't move past go. Right. I, I can't, I, I, because I'm failing my agents when I succumb to them being afraid to like be uncomfortable and be vulnerable. Gotcha. It's so, in your vulnerable moment, moments that you experience <clears throat> massive growth. So you got to be willing to, to take the risk of failing if you want to reap the rewards of winning. Yes. Is what you're absolutely. saying. So, so, so a couple, a couple yeah. of things that came to mind um, based on what you said, right? So we talked about judging, right? We, we yes. left out the most crucial judge of all ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So yes, yeah, yeah. so people are looking at you know, your stated goals and then you don't reach them. Mm -hmm. You might appear as a failure to them, but the most critical judge of all is ourselves. So part of the reason of, of not setting a specific goal, number one, it is, it is instinctual. So as human beings, we've always, our first priority is always to protect ourselves. So subconsciously, we try to protect ourselves from failing, right? The, the, the other part is we don't, if we fail, I mean, we're going to be so critical and so we're going to beat up ourselves so much. I think that's a big reason why, why we don't as human beings, uh, or we try to avoid setting specific goals. Right? So yeah. the beauty of it is, so if we know instinctually we're going to try to protect ourselves going in, then maybe when it comes, and again, it's a suggestion, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Um, when we are setting goals, 
okay, maybe we should go through a couple of layers. Like when we talk about why, like what is your why? Okay, well, I, I love to travel. Why do you want to travel? Blah, blah, blah. And why, why? So maybe when it comes to setting goals is to, is to set the goal and then become more specific and even more specific and even more specific from that point on. And, yeah. and get really, because the, the more specific you are, the more measurable it is. Yeah. Then there is yeah. no question whether you failed or succeeded, but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're gonna you're gonna fail at some times and you're gonna win at some times. But the process of getting that specific and going after the goal when it's that clear is gonna push people so much further than they would have done not being yeah. specific. You know, another example that's coming to my mind is again a GPS. You know, you get in the car, you know where you are, so you you know the GPS pretty much identifies <clears throat> your current location. You tell the GPS specifically, specifically, yeah where you want to go and then you hit the button and then all of a sudden it draws the map and then it measures your every move. Like if you're, if there's more traffic than was anticipated, then it'll, then the time to get to the destination will change and it'll, it'll actually add minutes. If you're going faster than they anticipated, you actually may get there faster, but you'll see that there, it's the GPS is measuring your progress and it's adjusting based on what it measures. When you take a left turn and they said to go straight, it's measuring your, you know, the, the direction that you're going in and it's beep, 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 telling you to actually get back on track. It's very specific and it's measurable. None of us get to the GPS and turn it on and just put like type in the destination is the other side of town. I want to get to the other side of town. Yeah. Well, you know, well, maybe the destination I want to get to technically is on the other side of the town. Mm-hmm. So the vagueness is my goal is to get to the other side of the town. Well, how's that going to work for you? Yeah, like, it's not, you know, that, that, that's not efficient. It's not effective. And that's the whole point is being specific. You, okay. you know, for that round. but you, you mentioned something very important <clears throat> is, yeah, I, I don't think, as a matter of fact, I think it's more what you said than what I've said in the area of when the person who's judging us is ourselves. Like it's our ego and, and, and it's really a hallucination that we actually think the people in our lives or other agents really give a damn whether or not we reach our goals or not. Even though that some of them, yes, could be judging, but they really don't care. It's not that significant in their life. The person who's so critical and judging the most is we're judging ourselves. So by being vague, we have already set it up that when we look back and judge ourselves, we will never conclude that we failed. Right. Which, also, know, means, wrote, which also means that we didn't win either. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but the <laughs> yeah. fear of losing is the stronger, it's stronger, it's the stronger sure. motivation, right? Mm-hmm. So, we don't, so the opportunity for gain is not nearly as motivating the fear of losing. So right. we're setting it up so we don't lose. But just because we don't lose doesn't mean we won. I actually wrote down, I says, you know, I, I, I won't make this T-shirt. If anybody does want to make this T-shirt and send me one, I will wear it on a podcast. <clears throat> but it, it, I wrote down, I've failed. Therefore, I am a success. I've failed. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I am a success. Like, if I write my specific goals and I fail today, I'm going to fail today. Actually, I already know that. But boy, does that motivate me to make sure that I do it again tomorrow and don't fail again or don't fail again. Like my motivation not to repeat that is what's going to push me into success. 
So I'm, maybe I needed that failure today in order for it to like keep me on track and say, okay, now Greg, get this together and boom. So you can hit this hole and get to the top. Yeah, absolutely. And then we could go into more the psychology of, of the thought process behind failing. And, you know, a lot of people say there is no failing, right? You're either learning yeah. or, you're, or you're succeeding. It's one or the other. There is no such thing as failing. We can get into yeah. all of that. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. So we get why people do that, right? To protect right. themselves, right? Yes. And then since we know that going in, what do you, like when you set your goals, Greg, like where do you start, right? So how does your goal process or, or goal setting begin? Is it, do you start with your why? Do you start with your last year's goals or, or achievements or, or what, what do you do? God. Okay. Great, great question. I like that. So, um, no, I don't start with my why. Okay. Okay. Why is not something in my opinion that we need to start with? Why is something at some point in your life, you need to identify what that is. And then that's who you become. So I, I, I start with waking up being who I want to be, which is, by the way, is consistent with my why. Right. So if I'm having to like every day, well, let me re, you know, start with my why. That's because I'm disconnected with that. That means I'm disconnected to the why. Like, you know, it's not like every day I need to like go in and ask myself that question. Like if, it, if you've identified what your why is, that why doesn't change that often. You know, there's a lot of whys. Like, why are we doing this recording right now? Because I want to have an impact on the real estate industry. You know, and why? Because I want to just help all these agents? No, because it makes me feel good when I am helping other agents. Helping other agents is just me using agents to actually feel good about myself. That's the reality. You know, so, you know, and that's, that, that's just kind of a transparent way of describing a portion of my why. It's, it's much broader than that. But so when I wake up every day, it's why you'll see, why did I post that? Because I wanted to be a contribution. Why did I then turn around and read some of the posts and now we're on a video? Because I wanted to be a contribution. Like I didn't have to like start my day asking, well, what's my why today? No, it's who I am. So I start off with who I am. And I'm very clear on that. So it's a being choice in the beginning. Then, it's, then once that happens, it's what do I want? Like, what do I want? It was just a game. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to get two listens, two reductions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Not a lot of thought to it. It, it. It's like I could have created 10 more variations of a goal. Right. And if I'm in pursuit of reaching that goal, who I'm being and who I'm becoming while I'm going for that goal is what brings success. I could have said five listings. I could have said one listing. The goal itself didn't really matter as much as the process of stating a goal that I would judge myself by, meaning I, and then I put it into the public domain and got thousands of people looking at it. I put myself in a vulnerable position. So that, that person you're being is going to determine what you want anyway, right? So that's already automatic. So it's yeah. as simple as starting with what do you want, right? And again, it could be, it could be anything. So now, and then from there, you, you make it specific, right? So based on what you want, you get as specific as possible. So Yeah, we back it all the way down. I want to do 100 deals or how many contacts. You know, we back it all down. At some point, you got to know what the big, 
the big number is, and then you back it down. In my opinion, we should be backing it down into a daily or at most a weekly goal. We, so we reverse engineer what our, our, our daily goals need to be. Okay. Well, here's a question that comes to my mind because I know this comes up in, in many conversations when you discuss goals. And I know your answer. I know what you're going to say, but I want, I want the people out there to hear it. Um, how much does your past performance impact your wants today? Right? So, I mean, you said two listings, right? If, yes. you were, uh, if you were a person that never got two listings before in your life in one day, would that have impacted not Greg Harrelson, but the average agent out there? So should they be thinking about their past performance and what in their world is possible and not possible when it comes to setting goals? Like, so, so how, how achievable should it be? Um, well, listen, if somebody's done it, then it's achievable. Okay. So you could take like a Kevin Mills in our office. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how, how many listens has he taken in a month? I mean, he, I'm sure he's had months where he's had over 30. How many mm -hmm. listens did you take this month? No, 28. 28. Okay. So there's somebody that's saying that's that, that five listings in a month is not achievable. Like any number is achievable. What has to be figured out is, are you willing to put in the effort and make the sacrifices that it requires to achieve that number? And so here's the challenge, and this is, you're, you're really touching on something pretty, uh, you know, that, 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 that's very important. And that is, what I heard you ask, Abe, was this. I heard you ask this question, is, should my past performance influence what I believe I can achieve and what I state as tomorrow's goal? Like, if I've never done two listings in a day, then, you know, should the fact that I've only done one listing in a day, should that influence the goal that I state, or because I've done two, does that mean, does that influence what I, you know, what I believe I can do? The answer is no. So there's two ways. When you set the goal, there's two types of people um, or two, two types, two ways that people tend to set their goals. Number one, they look through the rear view, the rear view mirror. They look back and say, well, this is what I've done in the past. So if I add a little bit on top of that, so, you know, I, I've gotten five listings in a month before. So, you know, if I, let's just say I had a 20% increase, that would be one. So my goal should be six listings because I've done five. And if I increase it by 20%, shoot, That's I mean, that, that would be huge. So I, yeah, so my goal should be six. I'm saying, no, that's the wrong way. That's you're looking through the rearview mirror to actually determine where you're going in the future. I mean, get in your car today. Please don't do this. But somebody, imagine getting in the car today and trying to drive forward by only looking in the rearview mirror. You would crash. You can't move forward if you're always looking in the, in the, the behind you in the rearview mirror. So the second option for setting your goals is looking through the windshield. Look through the windshield. Like you determine what you want. Where you've been in the past when you're looking through the windshield, doesn't really determine where you're going because you can actually say, I'm going to take a right. I'm going to take a left. I'm going to go straight. I'm going to go uphill. I'm going to go downhill. Looking through the windshield, I mean, you have unlimited options. Looking through the rearview mirror limits you. So no, past performance should not be an, uh, a reason, should not influence what your goals are in the future. 
Now you're now you could say, well, Greg, I've only taken one listing in a month. That's my best month ever. You know, how could I actually sit there and say, I'm going to do 10 listings in a month? Well, talk to somebody who's doing 10 listings in a month consistently or mm -hmm. 27 or 28 or 30 or 30 or more a month consistently. Ask them what they're doing. I can assure you they're probably doing more than you're doing, only getting one. And then ask yourself, are you willing to put in that effort, put in that practice, go ahead and practice the presentations, practice the, the, the call scripts? Are you willing to do that in, put in all the time? Are you sure you want those 10 listings? See, any amount of business is achievable. It's whether or not the agent will make the sacrifices and put in the effort, period. How nice, how nice would it be if an agent, if their record was one listing and then they had a goal of 25 and then failed at that 25? How much yeah. nicer would that be compared to them setting a goal of two and hitting it? Yeah, I just had Which this one in do you office. think is going to be better? I just had this in this office in October. Uh, well, we're still in October. So the, uh, the guy is, you know, in our office and he says, okay, my goal's eight. And of course me, why'd you choose eight? You know, because I'm challenging him. I mean, I, you know, I, maybe he's got a good reason. Maybe he doesn't have a good reason, but he chose eight. So then like it, by mid-month, mid he's already like at five or six. And he's kept he texting me, all right, I'm number six of eight. And I'm like, eight? Eight is no longer the goal. Twelve is the goal. Now he's like, well, nine of 12, let's go to 15. Guess what? He ain't going to reach 15. Yeah. He'll probably reach 10, which is 20 more percent, 20 percent more or 25 percent more than the eight. He failed. Yeah. He That's failed it. at 10. He failed, you mean, and he failed the 15 right. and failed at 10 right. instead of succeeding at eight. At eight. So that leads, that, leads, that leads to my next question, actually, I was going to bring up. So <laughs> how it doesn't, does it really freaking matter whether you fail or win, right? As long as you, you keep moving forward and keep getting better. Right? You know, the, the reality <laughs> is it, who, that, who the hell even invented the word fail? Yeah. That's the key. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, what a disservice that we've, you know, that, that, that's been done to human, uh, to, to mankind by even bringing that, world, that word into existence. Now, you know, it's kind of like the word sour. It's like, okay, you know, I guess if we didn't experience sour, then maybe we wouldn't experience the joy of sweetness. You know, so I guess there's got to be that like flip, you know, the flip of the coin where it's like sweet. Would you really enjoy sweet if you haven't experienced sour? Would you really enjoy the benefits of success if you didn't really face or touch or taste or feel, um, you know, uh, a failure? Like for me, that's all it's worth. It's only worth the, the value of contrast. But the meaning of it is so insignificant. But we don't look at the term failure and just experience the contrast between failure and success. We look at failure as we're afraid of it. No, you should welcome tasting sour every once in a while. It will make the Jolly Rancher taste that much better. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now, also, you mentioned, so we're talking about, so far, we talked about, you know, setting a goal that you want, um, breaking it down to something small. Okay, that's easily measurable, right? 
don't base it on past performance, base mm-hmm. it on, on any goal that, that you can possibly think of, right? Mm. Um, doesn't really matter whether you win or fail as long as you're moving forward and getting better. And then the next thing is you kind of touched on, and I think this is really important, is, is it's not etched in stone, right? It's adjustable, right? So mm. if you started off at eight goals, okay, and, and, and 10 days into the month, you're already at six, you don't coast the rest of the way because you're going to hit it, right? So adjust it up to 12 or 15 or 20 or 50 or whatever the number is, right? Yeah. So, so make it where it's adjustable. And, and I just thought of, you know, something that I didn't think of going into this, but I just thought of it now because I do this every single month. Um, Tony DeCello calls it the 15 protocol. So yeah. the 15th of every single month is when I sit down and I look at my numbers and say, okay, where am I relative to my goals for the month? And what adjustments do I need to make either to get me back on track if I'm off track or if I'm ahead of my pace, then what do I need to adjust my goal to at that mm-hmm. point? So yes. adjustable, right? It's gotta, you got to be flexible with it. Yeah. The GPS is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, here, here's one thing I know for sure, that don't be attached to how it looks. Like if you're attached to I'm going to get eight listings and then you get eight, by mid-month or, you know, with, with one less uh, week over, then you're like, oh my God, I can't even go back in the office because God forbid I take nine. <laughs> like, I, no, it's got to be eight because I said it was going to be eight. So I can't words, yeah. No, of course. It's flexible. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a guide. It's a guide. That's all this is. Now, two things that I wrote down is like, mm. one is, you know, about failure and success. And, you know, I'm thinking about my children for a moment. And for those of you that have children or even have ever seen a child, which should be all of us, um, think about when they were going from crawling to walking. Think about being, you know, if you're a parent or you've, you've, you, you're, you're an uncle and you think about like, well, remember when that one child, little Susie, went from crawling to walking? Like, little Susie was wobbling on her knees and then she like, she got her hand and put it onto that coffee table and was like way out of balance and then fell. You know what you did. You're like, oh, you celebrated that child's failure. Mm -hmm. And it was the celebration of that failure that helped that child go from laying on their back to walking in 12 months. Think about the breakthrough of going from like not being mobile to walking in 12 months. That's a quantum leap when it comes to how advanced this person, how, how much they advance in such a period of time. And think about like how we would celebrate those failures. But then when it no longer becomes cool to fail in front of your peers, and all of a sudden we start like playing small, Look at how long it takes for us to advance to the next level. Like when we were a child, when it was cool to fail, we advanced to the top. We became top producers in walking like in no time. But now that it's no longer cool to fail and everyone resists it, it takes us forever to just go from like 25 deals to 40 deals. Mm -hmm. You should be able to go from 25 deals to 60 deals in this, in, in 2020 or in the next year, no problem at all but you would have to celebrate your failures not let that bother you and keep moving forward right that's the the one thing the other thing that i put down here is you know 
if there was a question being asked and it was, Greg, from your experience, why the hell is this really happening? What's lacking in us or what's lacking in the industry? And here's what's really lacking, accountability. When I put my goals on the Facebook page, I was screaming, hold me accountable, world. Hold me accountable. Now, I'll say this, and most people that are listening, they'll do it now, but very few people are going to ask me on my Facebook page, how did you do? Right. But that's what that Facebook should be doing. Yeah. We should be asking every single person, how'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? And, and if they're being honest, some people will say they succeeded. Some people, they'll say they'll fail. And then tomorrow, they post their goals again. Guess what? They'll work their butts off not to have two days in a row where they fail. And then we'll all rise up and level up together. But I, it's I like accountability, that, yeah. period. Mm -hmm. It's accountability and the not wanting to be accountable um, or, 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 or engaging or putting accountability into your life, wrapping that around your goals, and you will get to the next level. I mean, people say, well, Greg, how do you have all these agents producing at such high levels? It's because I'm holding them accountable. Every day I show, show up in the office and I'll just give you that look like. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. And like all, that, that one look right there, that's <clears throat> accountability. Now, I might get the finger when I turn off, you know, turn my back. You know, I'm sure I get, you know, oh, Greg's in one of those moods, whatever people are saying. I've given that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but we're all leveling up because of it. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I walk in and, you know, and people like call me out on my stuff. It's like, ooh, I don't like that. But I accept it. Now I've got to go to the next level. I like that. We should be doing more of that. We should be challenging people. People need to yeah. get off their asses, get off the bench, get in the game. Okay. Yeah. And set some, set some goals. Yeah. Right? What is it that you want? Put it out there and then let's hold each other accountable for it. That's the only yeah. way to grow. Yeah. I agree. I, so, um, All right. so I think Abe just volunteered to put his goals out there. Let's blast him every single day. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? And then it'll catch on and start a trend from there. Yep. My, my goal is to tie up some loose ends. <laughs> hey, um, okay so so how far out should we do goals right so are we talking should people be doing i mean because there's all kinds of different things okay you've heard of BHAG, you've heard of smart goals all kinds of different ways to set goals five-year plan 10-year plan vision blah 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 like what what should like right now 2020 is going to be here in no time right i'm already preparing for 2020 and and, and having a, 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 a like a kick-ass year so yeah. should people be doing a one-year goal and then, of course, break it down to a one-month, a quarter, then a one-month, then a, then a weekly, then a daily, right? Or should they be thinking more than one year? Well, what I think you thoughts? should. I, I think everybody should have a five-year vision. Okay. Okay. And so I'm not going to say a five-year goal. Right. Vision. Because, you know, it's not going to, in five years, if you set a one-month goal, it probably doesn't look the way you thought it was going to look. Right. Set a five-year goal. It's, it's not even going to, it's a fantasy that, that it's going to look that way. And, and not looking the same way is okay. It's just like, we don't want to start like fantasizing. We want to like, you know, really start visualizing and, and, and creating vision, you know, statements. So I would have a five-year vision. And it would be very broad. Like, you know, I'd like to own the market, have the most market share of any company in the state of South Carolina. Okay, that's a, that would be a vision, right? Now that becomes part of like, you know, um, as I'm going through my years, then I keep imagining or I keep thinking about that vision. And then as I'm setting 
yearly goals, I'm making sure that the yearly goal is will, you know, when I obtain this yearly goal, that it will move me towards that vision. So I have a vision and then I have yearly goals and I make sure that the yearly goal is pointing me in the direction to reach that vision. Then I'm going to break it down into monthly goals to make sure that my monthly goals point me in the direction to reach my annual goals. Then I'm going to break my monthly goals down into daily goals, which is what we did on the Facebook page today. And then I'm going to make sure that my daily goals helps me reach my monthly goals, knowing that those monthly goals help me reach my annual goals, knowing that my annual goals will catapult me and help me make my vision a reality. Gotcha. Okay. And then it comes down to just executing every single day. Yes. It Go comes in down every single day and execute those couple of checklist things that you have to get done on a daily basis. Just go in I, and get them done. I, I can assure you, if everyone will do what I just said, a five-year vision, mm-hmm. a one-year goal, 12, and then a monthly goal, and then a daily goal. When you look at your annual goal, it'll look overwhelming, like, oh my God, I got to do all that. When you look at your monthly goal, it's like, okay, I, I think I can get this done. But when you look at your daily goal, it's like, I got this. That's what happens. Because see, our minds make our big goals look like almost overwhelming, like almost it's too too much. So we have to break them into daily daily goals, which is like break it into bite-sized pieces that you know that you can handle. And so it's not that today's goal has to be big. Today's goal just needs to be something that leads you in the direction to getting your monthly goal, to achieving your monthly Mm -hmm. goal. It can be small. It's the compounding effect of reaching your daily goals that gets you your annual goals. It's not by actually doing something huge every day. It's doing something small every single day, and then it compounds to become something huge. Right. for you in the future absolutely and i definitely would recommend doing that 15 protocol just put yeah. in your calendar the 15th of every single month just 15 minutes every every month stop what you're doing that 15 minutes and look at where you are and your goal for the month and then make some adjustments from there you know since i started doing these videos with you greg god i can't even count the number of times people have called me or messaged me or emailed me or whatever saying Man, how do you have the discipline to go in and just prospect like that every single day for like year and year, year after year? I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty disciplined. I think, I, I think I'm pretty tough-minded and I, and I can be stubborn. Uh, but Oh, God, yeah. The way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can be stubborn, all right. <laughs> but I, I'm not disciplined for 240 days of prospecting. I'm disciplined for one day of prospecting. Right. My discipline is I wake up in the morning and I'm going to have the battles back and forth. Man, do I really want to go in and, and dial for dollars today? Do I really want to go in and, and grind again and, and have that? And then once I'm done going through that, shower, do my work. I'm doing workout, shower, and then get to the office and I prospect for one day. That's yeah, it. Good point. Go in and get it done that one day. And then tomorrow, yeah. I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. If I have to go through the same process again, then I go through the same process again. But, but take it one day at a time. Like start yeah. now. Just, just today, it's still 250. Right. You got time. Go in and make 20 contacts. Right. And then whatever you have to battle with tonight, tomorrow morning, go through it. Go through whatever you got to go through. But tomorrow morning, 
get back on the phone and make your contest. Now, before you know it, a week goes by, a month goes by, like, wow, you know, I, I made, you know, 30 contacts a day for, for 20 days straight. Then you start gaining momentum, then it becomes easier. So then the battles between your ears become less frequent. Right. Yeah, but that's all you got to do is when you break it down to daily tasks, all you have to do be is, is disciplined for that one day. That's all you have to do. And just keep yeah. it. I, I want to add something to it. And I, you know, and um, yeah, it, it, this is an add-on, not a, um, uh, a comment on what you said, because I think that that's very important. But as an observation of you, I, I would add this. Don't say I'm stubborn again. No, you're hard-headed. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> um, I don't think it's your discipline that people, well, people are looking at you and saying, wow, how could you be so disciplined? I, I, I think, though, that it's not your discipline to showing up every day. It's your desire to achieve what you really want. It's your desire to, um, to have a life um, that by, by design. It's, it's your desire. You've designed like a way that you want to live your life. And, and you have a desire to live that life that way. And you've figured out that, you know, uh, you know, sometimes I have to show up every day, sometimes, or, or no, not sometimes, I have to show up every day and kind of work a little bit in order to achieve this thing that I desire so much. I don't think it's discipline that's getting you in every day. I think it's desire to have something much bigger that gets you in every day. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's the desire to travel and all those other things that you like to do. That gets you there. So, you know, you, you sent a text to Brendan and I today, or I, I know I was on, I think Brendan was on it. Can, do you remember what that text was? Because it's pretty good. Let, let me look it up. It was actually, so it's, it's the book Relentless, which, which we, we both read. Yes. I, I just started it again for the third time. I'm on it again. Um, and and Ron, Ron, Grove, Ron Grover, Grover, what's his name? Tim Grover. Tim Grover, okay, yeah. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah, you put out that text, and I think it, it's relevant to this. Yeah, because I actually posted it on my um, on my wall on my station this morning. Okay. Yeah. And it was pretty memorable, huh? You got it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't memorize it just yet. I just posted it this morning. I actually, I was I was running this morning, um, and then I heard it, and I I recorded it on my um, on my voice memo recorder. Got it, and then texted it. Okay. And, so. I, and I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase. I can't find it right now. I got too many damn texts to go through. Basically, what it says, let, 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 the, let the desire of what you want be so powerful that the work to get there is irrelevant. Something along those lines. I okay. got it. I'm, I got I'm it. I'm paraphrasing right now. Okay. Here, here it is. This is a quote from uh, Grover from the yeah. book Relentless. Yeah. Crave the result so yeah. intensely yeah. that the work becomes irrelevant. And I think that's kind of what, what, what I just thought of when I mm -hmm. used the term desire. Yeah. For you. It's like the discipline. I get it. You know, and, and, and yes, you, you, you demonstrate that. Um, but the work becomes irrelevant when what you're craving is you're craving at such a high level of intensity that it's like the desire for the gain burns hotter in your heart than the fear of the pain. Yeah. When the desire for what you want to gain is that flame's burning hotter inside of you than the fear of the pains you have to go through, 
that's when you achieve some amazing things. Absolutely. And I think that was fitting that, that we talked about that this morning. And even, even not just the fear, even the pain itself. Yeah, if the desire is bad enough, you can, you're willing to go through the pain. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, well I think good we, stuff, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's be done with this one. That's a great one. So hopefully the audience out there, hopefully you've uh, enjoyed this. This is just kind of one of these things that sometimes Abe and I will start talking throughout the day. And um, we're like, hey, why don't we just record this and share it with uh, those out there that, uh, that might find some value. So thank you so much for listening. This is going to be um, you know, on the uh, Level Up podcast. For those of you that listen on the podcast, please subscribe. That will help us um, out quite a bit. Um, please leave a review. I would love for you to leave a five-star review, but like my friend Pat Hyven said, leave any review. Any review is good. You know, want to leave me a, uh, you want to leave a one-star review and talk trash about Abe? Go ahead and do that. Leave the five-star reviews for me. 